podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back, and this is actually the first time we have recorded a football post-game show uh, about the Cats winning together since what? The KU game? Is that it? That's true. Was that the last one we won, the KU game? Yeah. Holy yeah, that's, shit. That's and, true. And we did do that one together, so it's uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, we're going to get into it, um, but before we do the K-State versus Saluki game review is presented by Spotify Greenroom. It is the live audio-only sports talk platform free to download and use to talk to me, Grant, all the boneheads, other athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. It is a free app that you can download via the iOS Android or iOS Apple Store, the Android App Store. Uh, just link it with your Twitter account and you're good to go. We'll be going live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. in God's time zone. Join us and let your voice be heard. Let's just get, jump into it. Um, K-State 31, Saluki's 23. Before we talk about any of like the game stuff, I think the official attendance, and this is through the gate attendance, was 47,628, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. From what I was hearing, they were down to just a handful of scattered singles. So there's you know, roughly about 2,000 folks who didn't use their tickets. But the 47,628 looked good and it sounded good up until a point, well, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, for a lot. How good was it to get back in there? And again, it wasn't a complete sellout, but, you know, coming out of COVID, especially with some worries with some folks, uh, I was pleased with how the stadium looked fan-wise and the atmosphere before the event um what were your thoughts finally getting back in there it was great it felt amazing um somehow I lucked out and got two seats like literally two spots away from my old seats same row and everything so it was great I felt like right at home um crowd was great students were great I was like blown away how big the band was gonna be but I realized after they sat down that they just kind of spread themselves out. But I was like, holy shit, is our band up to like a thousand members at this point? But <clears throat> it was awesome. It really wasn't that hot, especially sitting on the West side. And there was really nice breeze all night. So yeah, it was it, amazing. It was I, just, I was super happy to be back. Yeah. Couldn't have asked for a better, you know, basically from six o'clock to like, or I guess five o'clock to like six 30. Um, the South End Zone, I thought, looks great. I, I legitimately think Bill Snyder Family Stadium is the greatest 50,000-seat sports stadium in North America. I, it looks great. It finally looks finished. Those video boards are amazing. Um, and then yeah. even beyond that, you know, they made the announcement. They're funded uh, the volleyball arena, the football practice facility, and the Olympic training facility. Ground's breaking in January, so here we are getting three more facilities going that will be done before the 2023 fall seasons um just how amazing have the facilities been it started with john curry 
And I think some folks are like, all right, you know, what's going to happen fundraising facility wise when Gene Taylor took over, but he put together that facility master plan. And after that, he's almost done with the entire thing. It was like a half billion dollar project. And we're after these projects are done, we're like 75, 80% through with it. How amazing is seeing the transformation of K-State facilities and also seeing that South end zone in person? Well, we've done a great job in just what, almost a decade to really transform a lot of the facilities, but just the football facilities alone. I mean, since 2012, 2013, I guess, it's unbelievable to see. I saw a funny tweet though. We got to stop debuting stuff yes. on games because something bad always happens. Yeah, um, lose to North Dakota State, lose Jesse Ertz, Tyler goes down. It's it's not good. Um, that, maybe that South End Zone looks great. I mean, it looks really really good. Um, being on the South Side look is very good too. It's just like being on the West Side. Um, I want to desperately get up to that Shamrock Zone and check it out. But uh, it all looks very good. I love the, the four video boards in the corners. Um, it's a great stadium. I still have complaints about the sound system, but someday, someday I'll be able to hear from my seats. There must be something <clears throat> wrong with that because I hear everything perfectly. So I you're close though. You're you're like right by especially now that enormous speaker. You're at section seven. So it makes sense that you'll be able to hear it pretty clearly, but it's just, it's just, it's hard to hear. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a great stadium. Um, it's about as good as it gets. I think you're right for a 50,000 seater. Um, and there's really no reason to add any capacity, even if we could, it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, final thing before we get into it, uh, Willie just coming out on the back of a gator now. What, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I guess on? Yeah. That's a, this is the worst Willie the wildcat we've ever had, by the way. He is horrible. He's bad, man. He's so fat. he does. It's like he does everything at one x speed or two x speed. He's but he um, sucks. yeah, he not good. it's disappointing that they haven't gotten creative with Willie in a long time. I feel like they they just hung up the hung up the boots after that tackling incident, and they haven't looked back. It's it's been pretty pretty vanilla ever since. But this is about as vanilla as it's gotten. He just rides out on a gator, so. <laughs> I guess we really are the the country farmer boy school now. Well, they sold Willie's a sponsorship for it, so you know that's good. All right, let's <laughs> let's get into it. the The main topic: um, Skyler gets injured. Um, we'll, we'll we'll do some speculation, some reckless speculation on it before I literally thought I was going to throw up when I saw him go down. Um, the stadium atmosphere just fucking died. It was. It was yeah. a good atmosphere before. Not great, not an all-time atmosphere, but a very good atmosphere. Good one we've had, you know, probably dating back to that Oklahoma game. Um, and it just yeah. died. It just fucking died after that. Um, walk me through what you're feeling when you saw him go down. Um, like I said, we'll get into some of the speculation here after this, but um, just walk me through your emotions. Uh, I mean, I had a perfect view of it. Pretty much knew immediately. I could see that it was non-contact and saw him hobbling. And then, you know, when you see him, I saw him down just on his belly face down and not moving for three or four seconds. And it was like, okay, well, we're in big trouble. Um, it's just so unfortunate. Uh, a guy like Skylar Thompson, really, really good character on the team, really just wonderful human being. 
and already had to experience a season ending injury last year in his senior year. And he decides to come back and put all the work in and goes down with an even worse, an even dumber injury, um, non-contact and, you know, nobody did anything wrong. He just goes down and it's just super unfortunate. Maybe not be a season ender. We don't know. Um, but yeah, just totally sucked all of the energy out of the atmosphere from everybody. I think everyone was thinking worst case scenario immediately. I mean, you could see him just bawling on the field. Coach was crying on the field. So I just think the mood, and I think we would have absolutely rolled too, because we looked pretty solid. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of things that you can say about it other than it's just really devastating and disappointing. And I'm just glad, I'm glad we got out of there with a win and now we can kind of reassess, readjust, but just impossible not to be devastated and feel sick to your stomach about Skylar. Yeah. It, it hurt, hurt my soul. Literally thought I was going to throw up when you see him go down. Um, and you, you, you touched on it, you know, he battled so hard to get back. He did so much to get back to this point. And then, you know, you have that injury again. Uh, we'll get into the, some of the speculation now. Again, what's funny is a million different people, not a million, I would say a handful of folks DMD either my personal account or the show account saying, Oh, Hey, this is what the injury is. Every single one of them are different. So I, I don't think anyone outside of probably Skyler and Coach Kleiman, Skyler's family, know exactly what's happening. The rumors are he's going to get an MRI on Monday. So today when folks are listening to it. Um, and then we'll start to get news. But, hey, like, there are people who seem to know or saying, hey, it might not be season-ending. Uh, so if that's the case, then it's just – cobble together as many ones as you can get because here's the thing the big 12 did not have a good day yesterday no i could easily see the cats getting back to arlington if skyler wouldn't have gotten her i'd be feeling really good now it's just okay got to readjust you got to find a way to cobble together wins where you can get them and move on from there um you saw him i think you're one of the first people who really tweeted out because you're right there you saw him walk out under your own under his own power so i think you're one of the first guys who are saying hey maybe it isn't you know the end for him um how how big would it be if he could get back say like target that iowa state game that's what my hopes are um i think we'd all take that so how big would it be if we could get him back for you know only missing three games season changing it's monumental like we saw i mean we'll get into the backup quarterback but this team functions entirely differently um, with Skylar under center and we have to get him back simply, simply put, we absolutely have to get him back um, sooner rather than later. Hopefully it's just like two to four weeks max. That would be a win. Um, it's unfortunate that we have a gauntlet the next four games. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Will had a pretty poor quarter last night and, maybe time away and reassessing and regrouping um, will give him the mental, you know, fortitude and focus going into a game, knowing that he's going to be the starter. Maybe it'll be a little bit different. You know, we can game plan with Will instead of kind of putting scotch tape on our, on our playbook and (laughs) trying to figure out what works with, (laughs) with Will. But um, 
I mean, we have to get him back. It's everybody knows. Everybody knows the reality. We need Skylar yeah. back. It would be so big. We saw it happen last year. So we'll keep moving on. We'll, we'll t- touch on Will Howard. Um, turnovers were a massive killer, but and, and we'll do a deep dive on the defense. But the defense really only gave up nine points. Granted, it could have been more. There was a missed uh, field goal on their part, but. You know, I thought the defense looked all right. Um, all 23 of Southern Illinois' points happened in that second quarter. Long touchdown drive, long field goal drive, pick six, then six-yard, you know, touchdown after the deuce fumble. Um, you know, I, of course, of all people, fucking Riley Gates was trying to shit on the defense last night, which I thought was hilarious. I saw him last night. Uh, so did I. Ran into he, him. He's a he's a loser. Um, <laughs> I, I Overall, I was pleased, uh, you know, I, I was pleased with the defense, you know, total yards. We had 380 on offense, which is great for us. Southern Illinois only had 276, 45 of them came late in the game when we were in prevent time of possession, case eight, 34 SIU 26. Basically all of that is like, okay, Hey, this is recipe for a uh, big cats win. But then this is where it comes into, it was the Skylar interception, the deuce fumble, the yeah. will pick six, and then the will fumble as we were trying to score at the end of the half. Um, that's what ultimately killed us. We did get our own, get some turnovers ourselves. We had a great, that volleyball dig by Hennington for the Jalen Pickle INT, then two strip sacks by Felix, uh, one recovered by Daniel Green, one by Timmy Horn. Um, But where does that interception kind of rank? Like, not like moment, like. Literally one of the, maybe the greatest. One of the greatest plays. Single plays I've seen in my entire fandom going to games. That was crazy. Like the Ryan Mueller like jump strip sack yeah. like versus Baylor, which I think we lost that game. We did. Um, but like here, here Hennington, it's literally it was a volleyball play, and then there's big old pick that big just old, had me thinking amazing. like this is the most unreal defense. Like I, because that was after we you know had stopped them and we were up what seven zero. Yep. And then we just do this acrobatic play and we're swarming all over them and it was crazy. I mean, then a four minute review yeah it was yeah jesus christ they loved their reviews last night but that was a really special play and i mean i thought the defense when you look back on it they played very well um i was fuming at halftime really worried about the defense but in hindsight you know when you really break it down they had a a goal to go um goal to go drive to defend which they didn't um you would like to them to, you know, force, force a field goal or something, but it happens. That's a tough situation to be in. And then a pick six. So, you know, 14 of their 23 points came from being really put on, not a defensive breakdown. And then the other being like, okay, you have to defend for nine yards against a pretty, you know, tricky offense. So in hindsight, I was, I was just worried at halftime, obviously for, you know, a multitude of reasons. And it kind of clouded my judgment, I think, viewing the overall performance of the, of the defense. Cause they, they were not that bad. Um, it, just that second quarter, everything seemed to go wrong. And I was just like shitting my pants. So it was like um, an all time bad quarter for K-State football. Truly was. I mean, three out of four possessions, I think were turnovers. Uh, we gave up what 20, 20 unanswered points, just like that. And or I lose our six-year veteran hero quarterback. It was terrible, but I was worried about the three-man front for a little bit, but that second half, man, they really flipped a switch and 
everyone was just yeah. flying to the ball. So three out of the four quarters were great. Um, penalties, we had five for 40 yards. Sign me honestly. If you give me five for 40 yards penalties, I'm taking mm-hmm. that uh, the entire time. Credit to SIU, they only had two for 10. Uh, good on them. I think that they had a couple that we declined, but you know, it is what it is. A uh, third and fourth down efficiency, we went four for 10. At one point, it was two for three, but then of course, we all know what happened after that. And then we went one, one for one on fourth down. SIU, four of 14 on third down, great. Two of three on fourth down, not as great. But hey, again, I'll. I'll sign up literally for all the stats from this game, every single game, except for the turnovers. Um, I Well, actually, I wouldn't sign up for our third down efficiency, but I'll sign up for almost everything else. So let's get into it. The offensive side of the ball review is sponsored by Adopt Own Shop. If you want a furry friend and a companion for your whole family, make sure to go to one of the great shelters throughout this country. Find your newest family member. All right, quarterback. Um, real quickly, like it, it sucks at Skyler goes down because early three for four passing 96 yards. The one interception though might've been like one of his worst throws in his career at K-State. Terrible. Yeah. That was not a good throw. Um, but he was cooking there like before that, like yeah. that's what makes it hurt so much. Um, and then Will Howard comes in and we all know what happened. Eight for <laughs> 17, 76 yards, well, eight rushes. The funny thing is, is his fir- Will Howard's first drive was great. Excellent. But, but I mean, he looked thing. so poised in the pocket. He he was making great reads. It was a lot of running, but like well, it, 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 when it, it wasn't, wasn't great reads, it was one throw. He only had one throw on that drive. And again, it was a good pass to Landry Weber. And he, here's the thing. So again, stat line, eight for 17, 76 yards, eight rushes, nine yards, one INT, one fumble loss. All right. So here's the thing with Will, with where Will Howard in that first drive. This comes back to Courtney Messingham, and I think I had it in here a little later. You were on Messingham. I was too dismissive of it. Um, you know, I we can talk about that a little more if we want to. But he, when Messingham is in a rhythm, he's mm-hmm. great. Like I, I, I think that he is a very good offensive coordinator when he's in his rhythm. The issue with Courtney Messingham is when he, when we're not in a rhythm, he doesn't have a slump buster play. He doesn't know how to get the offense back yeah. in rhythm it, it it takes a an extraordinary play or something from the players to then maybe snap him out of his own funk and make something happen we were still 100 in the rhythm with that the issue is is what happened after that because that first one we were running the ball he made that good throw but then beyond that it i mean it got messy after that it did um, not in a good way. Not like messy as in, oh, yeah, messing him. Like, oh, no, that's gross. Yeah, namely the entire, basically, <laughs> second quarter. Um, but, I mean, in Messingham's defense, my complaint was, um, I mean, I really went after him after that goal to go. Um, well, there were two goal to goes that we couldn't punch it in. Yeah. The one that I went after him on was – after I think we, it was the first strip fumble sack. or strip strip sack. Yeah. yeah. And it was just too vanilla for me. Um, I didn't like running under center and you know, a lot of that is on the line. They have to be able to execute, but um, I would prefer running out of the gun with that kind of misdirection. We saw a lot of success um, from that previous previously, but you know, when you have a quarterback that you absolutely obviously do not trust, it does make your job a lot harder. So basically I mean, no, just it completely removes the passing game from your offense. And 
I would, I mean, I would have liked to see us run Will a little bit more. Um, I think he is fairly effective in the running game and we didn't really run the quarterback at all last night. And maybe that was by design <laughs> considering we lost our number one guy immediately. Um, but I don't know. It just, it did seem like mess panicked a little bit. Um, and we didn't really know what to do. We <laughs> had that one scoring drive where we just ran like fucking 16 straight plays or something crazy. And I guess that's what we had to do. And so I, I, I feel for him a little bit. Um, but I agree with you. I, it's the same issues. It seems with Messingham that when we're not in that perfect rhythm, it's like, what are we doing here? And I mean, last night we were not in any rhythm whatsoever. So it just looked kind of ugly from top to bottom, but yeah. And, and again, Will Howard just didn't look like he belonged. And there were some moments last year where he looked all right. He didn't really have any of those moments outside of like, you know, he had two good throws. Um, I just want to know what happened. How was he not prepared for this game? If that's what it was, because, you know, the hope was we were going to blow them out and he was going to play anyway. So I, I guess yeah, I would want to know if, if I could give coaches true serum is why wasn't he prepared for this game? Because I, I just refuse to accept that he is that bad. And we're, he's like, yes, he's our undoubted set, like second string. Like, I, I just don't want to believe that. Yeah. I mean, I just shouldn't be. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's, just not a gamer. Maybe he's performing well in practice. And then when he gets on the field, he gets nervous because it just looks like surely he, you know, surely the offense, somebody had a great quote. I think it's Lincoln Riley. Somebody posted it something about how if your offense isn't quarterback friendly, then it's not a good offense or something like that. And I think that our offense is friendly enough for Will Howard but when he gets in the game and he has time in the pocket and he throws it to an open man and it goes five yards over his fucking head, what can you do there? I mean, that's well, not and he's a weakness lucky. of the offense. That's he's not lucky it was only one interception. I think the very – He could first, have had four. I mean like, – The very next one after the pick six, it like hit one of their linebackers in the chest. Like I just – again, I, I – he got dealt a very tough hand last year, but he had all of summer. He had all of spring. He had fall camp. And – Coach Kleiman was out there saying, oh, he's the best backup quarterback in America. So was Kleiman just lying through his heath? Were they just basically in full-on save Will Howard's mentality mode all offseason? Because I just I, – I just Everyone was saying Will Howard, though. Like, everyone. I, I know. Not even – I mean, it went past Kleiman. It was – I don't know. It's, it's, really, it's really discouraging, though. I mean – he looks like he regressed, honestly. And in the again, Texas let's, game let's last see. year, in the Texas game last year, it was like, okay, like, you know, he's had a rough year and he wasn't great in the Texas game either, but it looks like he's starting to, the game's starting to slow down for him a little bit. Last night, it looked like he was in his first game all over again. And it looked like he was trying to listen to a Ben Shapiro podcast <laughs> for the first time on 2X speed. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it takes years to build up to that, but no, it, it's just wild. And, and again, I, I think, and, and here's the thing, this is why you shouldn't bring legends back to coach unless they're established. I think it is time to put Colin Klein on the shit list. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, I don't, I personally don't feel comfortable saying that because it's like, I'm not a fucking football coach. I don't know what goes into all that. Um, so for me, a layman to say like, it's time to move on from a coach. 
especially Colin Klein. Like, I don't know. But I would certainly like to see some more progression from our quarterbacks and even Skyler. I mean, it's like Messingham and Kleiman had three straight NFL quarterbacks at North Dakota State. Yeah. And then, you know, this is what we're seeing with Will Howard. I mean, and granted, Will Howard is in the difference is the quarterback, 19 year old three star, lower end three star, who may just not be that good. Um, okay, then the job is to get Lewis or Rubley ready, right? The law, the job is to find who is good enough because last night was, I mean, he looks like a disaster. I don't understand. <laughs> like, oh, uh, he's, gonna... Gonna, he's gonna look better versus Nevada. I have no doubt about it, but it's like, okay, how much better? Yeah. The problem is like, it's literally 50 50. Like, I don't know. Oh, God. I mean, I have so little faith in him at this point. It's, I mean, it was, it's truly like Hubner levels. Like, drop it was like to third pass and 17. And, and I was it. saying to my dad, I don't want to throw the ball. Like, it was. Fuck no. No, like, you drop back and it's like, it's 50 50 whether it's going to, it might even be 60 40 in favor if he's going to throw a pick. Like, it just feels that way. He's either throwing it to an open man and he's not hitting him or he's throwing. <laughs> He's th- it's just so crazy because he will make plays like yeah, I've seen see him make plays moment. before. I've seen him roll out of the pocket last year and throw a, a dime to, to Bradley Moore streaking down the sideline. And it's You've like seen him take off for 90 yards on a quarterback draw. You where know. is it? It's gotta be just like mental. I don't know because he's just, ju- I, he just feel like he's too amped up. He's throwing, he's skying balls that are like 15 yard passes to guys that are standing stationary, ready to catch the ball. And it's just like, he's nowhere even close. So I really don't know how we improve on that. And that happened all the time last year and it's happening this year. I don't know. I don't know what we do. I truly don't. You have to, it just sucks. Cause it, it takes your playbook. It, it, it shrinks it by like 80% because you like, I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to put Will in a tough situation, which is one, you're already off on a terrible foot. If you're like saying, I don't want to, you're already taking half your playbook out, but also like anytime you do take a risk, quote unquote risk, and literally just like pass the ball, you're risking like Will's entire mental, like, toughness being thrown out the window like he is you're risking your quarterback being shook instantly because any fucking any fucking pass play is literally a gamble at this point and i, I want to give him some credit because all of last season he came <clears throat> in and did post-game interviews and he came out and did it yesterday that's why i just i'm just having a hard time just saying okay he doesn't have it or it's not between the because he seems to be composed and he handles these very tough situations i would never I'm 29 years old. I'm 10 years older than this man. And if I had to sit in front of a bunch of reporters and explain a mistake I made on a spreadsheet at work, I would crumble. I would, I would, I'd become (laughs) a dick. I'd become combative, but the kid handles media the perfect way. He does so many things the right way. So it's, it's just like, that almost makes it worse. Like if, if he like, (laughs) And again, I'm glad this isn't the case, but if he like did something stupid or you could tell he was getting flustered with the media, it'd be like, okay, it makes sense. This kid doesn't have it, but you see the moments and he handles some of this stuff with such composure. It's like, okay, what's going on? So maybe I'm trying to find answers. Maybe that's why I'm trying to pin it on, uh, you know, 
calling Klein. I, I, because I just want answers because it shouldn't, it should not have looked like that. Should no, not have looked like um, that and he's absolutely like, no, especially with just like the Will Howard propaganda that we heard all, all off season that he's pushing Skyler for the starting spot. We basically I, have uh, two starting quarterbacks, not even fucking close. I mean, I don't want to believe Kleiman lied to us. They're so, not so even boldly. in the same universe right now. I mean, I think it's just, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't want to say that Will Howard cannot play at this level because he's still only a freshman and he's, he got thrown into another tough situation, but you would have expected way, way more out of last night. And we were playing an FCS opponent. I mean, that should have been the perfect game for him to come in, looked comfortable, but it was just like a nightmare. I mean, it was a nightmare. No one in that stadium felt had any assurance you know, when Will was under center, which is a very bad sign. And we're about to enter a four game stretch of the toughest games of the year. So oh, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> nope. I don't, I don't either. So last thing before we move on from quarterbacks, what do you want to see play calling wiser from the quarterback spot moving forward or specifically in that Nevada game? Cause he, here's the thing. I, I think a lot of folks want to see Jake Rubley. I think officially he's not ready. <laughs> officially Lewis, I think was in front of him on the depth chart, but I, all the huddles were right in front of me. Like Lewis never put his helmet on. He wasn't even inside the huddles before they'd go out there. Rubley was. So I, I, I don't, I would be shocked if Rubley's any better already, yeah, but it's also like, Lewis? huh? How bad is Aaron Lewis? I don't know. I don't know. I, it just, it's just worrisome because it's like, okay, Nevada could easily get up on us like very quickly next week and easily. Like at that point, do you just mail it in? It's just like, all right, we're gonna get shit house by a Mountain West team and just pack it in and hope we can figure something out versus Oklahoma State. Like, I just, I just don't know what's gonna happen next week. I don't need. I mean, no, you play next week like you play like next week like it's the fucking Super Bowl. I think you just you throw the kitchen sink at it with Will Howard. Why not? Because I don't think you mail it in. It's, no, no, I wasn't it's, saying it's down early, early, but it's, but it's like, like you still got to go like, for it. No, I know, um, but it's just like it because there isn't an answer. Like you, you're not going to bring Max Marsh out there, and if if Jaron Lewis really sucks, and if I, I can't imagine Rubley would be to the point where I, he'd have more of the playbook, but no, I don't think Rubley is even close to ready either. Um, I don't. But then it kind of comes back to the coaches, like yeah, you, you can't be, you can't put yourself in this situation. It's but. a fail. It's an absolute failure on a leadership level that will will howard is where he is and maybe that's just like this is what will howard is and this just happens to be our second best quarterback right now and i get it like i mean i feel like rubley's probably going to be better you know skill wise talent wise ability wise he's going to eventually pass will howard but will does have a huge advantage on him in terms of just like knowing the playbook and the time spent in the program and that's a huge advantage at the quarterback position but fuck at a certain point it's like why not put him in why not put somebody else in because fuck it's it's not even like that he's a, at least he can like be a game manager because he can't he literally can't do that he's a he's a risk like he's a huge risk every time that we're just not running the football that's bad that's very bad what are we gonna do i mean i truly don't know it's it's so depressing like I was so happy to be done with like that. Last, I was just that so happy we won year. and we could have just moved. Yeah. On. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it is a failure though. 
because Will should be better at this point. I mean, he should be better. And if he wasn't, like, if he was this you bad had to and go he was out your second, get... then you have to get in the portal. You have to go get somebody. And I and understand it's like a tough sell on like, yeah. so, hey, come, come, come from the come portal, sit behind a seven-year yeah. senior. But you had to do something. I just mm. – all right, let's move on to the offensive line, which wasn't that much – I, I thought Noah Johnson, Duffy, and Adler, and then KT Levinson – just rough on the right side of the offensive line. I, I I think it was legitimately rough. What made up for that though is I think Revis and BB were absolutely dominant on the left yeah. side. So you know, and and again, th- there were some times where hey, all five were just you know gr- rolling over them. I mean, there were some of those drives where and it was before we kind of stalled out a couple of those times where hey, you had like six plays in a row there were runs and you're getting four or five yards every single run. But eventually they just get nine in the box and the numbers game just was too much. Right. Um, how much is the unit going to have to step up if they're going to like, if we're going to attempt to run the ball 70% of the time, like we did for Southern Illinois? They're going to have to step up massively, but now at least they know they're going to have to step up. They're probably going to be going into games now, at least in the next, I'm going to think, cross my fingers here in the next two weeks, we're going to have to go change our game plan entirely because Skyler's going to be back in two weeks, but uh, all right, ready for a hot take? Unless we beat Oklahoma State, I don't want them to play versus Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't want them to either. But uh, then it's actually, a bye week. Then it's Iowa State. I mean, I get it. He has voodoo okay. over Oklahoma. That's but. true. That's true. We do have a bye week. That's large. Um, but and I thought, yeah, they're gonna have to step up. <laughs> they're gonna have to step up. And I thought they did. I thought they did step up last night. Honestly, um, for the majority of the time. Um, I guess so how much they how basically much had to run eighty yeah. percent of the time, knowing that, like, and you know, SIU kind of knew that too. Um, and anytime, you know, anytime that they did fail, it was from that right side. But um, more often than not, they did their job. They created nice holes, um, and the running backs had a pretty good day. So, but just knowing, like, you know, SIU saw the writing on the wall. They could have loaded the box, and that's tough they to did. compete against. So. <laughs> You know, they did what they had to do, and, you know, we won the game by running the football. Uh, so, I would say – I would give them a, a passing grade, no doubt. Yeah, I'd give them a C-plus as a whole, but I think that left side is – I think Revis has come to play. Revis is going to play himself into – He stepped up. Late NFL large. draft, like sixth, seventh round draft pick. So, let's move into Titans fullbacks. I was pumped. Jacks got the ball and a reception, but – uh, you know, there's a good scouting report. Basically, they had safeties that just like shot at his knees, didn't even attempt to <laughs> yeah. tackle him. Um, so that that kind of made me sad. But I was, I was happy to see him get involved. Um, his blocking was okay. Uh, you saw some quality blocks there, a couple that he fo- should have finished off more. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, you saw a lot of Christian Moore down the goal line. Uh, he, he showed he wasn't afraid to get his nose in there. I think he like kind of pushed Deuce in for one of those, and then Ben Sennett was also in there. Uh, I think moving past Mason Barta, again, for, for the type of offense you want to run, you have to have fullbacks. I think we have three pretty good ones. And, you know, I, you know, Mason Barta was fine last year, but it, it is kind of fun to see some of those young guys get in there behind Jax. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I, I really wanted to see Jax punch one of those in there. Like mm. when he got that swing pass, I was like, he's taking this to the house. He was chopped down. That was bad for my uh, ego as Jackson means number one fan. That was some elite tackling on Jackson. It was. I it mean, was. that was very, very good tackling. Um, but... It's great to see. Um, yeah, I mean, Jackson had a pretty good game, though. 
I, I yeah, liked what I saw fine. from him. Um, tight ends were fine. Bebe yeah. couldn't really be found, sadly. Um, I mean, I think if Skyler's in, he has a bigger game and he's he would have been fine. But How important is it going to be getting these three tight ends involved if uh, Will's going to have some sort of passing game? It's going to be huge because, I mean, yeah, it's going to be huge. Tight ends are often open in the seams and – I just don't have, I don't know, man. I just, I don't have a lot of words to say positive to positively regarding Will Howard going forward in the passing game until I see it. Um, I'm just worried. I mean, it's the same shit. He's missing open guys and that's the problem. It's not like, well, not only is he missing open guys, but his judgment is horrendous. I mean, he's throwing in a triple coverage. He's, I'm just worried about it. Um, Let's talk Let's about the running on. backs. Let's move Let's on to the running backs. Yeah. They're, because that's they a positive good. note. I mean, we got a trio of freshman running backs that are all different, you know, cuts that are super exciting guys. Deuce had 26 carries, 120 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, we basically said, Deuce, please win us this game. And he basically did. Uh, his long was 16. He did have a costly fumble, which not like Deuce, but credit to him. He still basically took the rock for the rest of the game, and he looked just as good as normal. Um 26 I carries. I don't think Thoughts that's sustainable. That. I, I, don't I don't know, man. I'm getting to the point where it's like, I think he's just like that guy. But like, I, I, I guess, so I say that I, I'm also going to work under the assumption that, uh, you know, it, it, especially if you include, uh, you know, Jax's carry, that's close yeah. to 40 handoffs again, yeah. because I also want to get Joe Irvin involved. I want to see Jarkadia Wright get involved. I want to see, Wright and Irving combined for like 12 rushes a game. I would Deuce. definitely like more carries from those other gents, particularly Jacardier Wright. I mean, he looked good last night, three carries, 24 <laughs> yeah. yards. He had one where he was chopped down in the backfield, but that's not really his fault. Um, give him a couple lead blockers and see what, where he can go. Because I mean, that dude, I think he's, He's absolutely got it. I think he's one step away from really taking this offense and kind of running with it himself. So, yeah, and it was good um, to see Joe Irvin, you know, bounce back from that bad Stanford game. You have three guys, and I like that three back formation. The only issue is, like, anytime Wright got the ball in that like three back formation, you have two tiny little boys trying to like chop. Yeah, I don't really get that. Deuce was not good. Deuce, it was the same thing when we ran in that three back. What are we calling that three back formation, by the way? What I is call that it called? Diamond. It's just the diamond? Yeah, diamond. We'll call it the diamond. Okay. The diamond formation. That's the same thing that happened when they ran that sweep to Jax. It was fucking Deuce Vaughn, his lead blocker. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, come on. Put your party in at I, least. I, I get why, because, hey, you have to keep him honest, but, like, he's yeah. not good. And, again, I don't necessarily need him to be great. Like, okay, yeah, just have him shoot at someone's knees, hope he connects and tear someone else's ACL. And I mean, it's not like it's not like Jax was going to bust it for sixty yards, but if you put right in front of him it's instead like 10 of yards. Deuce, you probably get a first down there. He he hits that first tackler, I would imagine. But I like that diamond formation a lot. It was very useful for us last night. I think that's one of our best packages. Um, I just I feel I feel really good. If there's one thing to come out positively about the the offensive side of the ball is running backs. those running backs are, are fun and they're all fresh. Yeah, it's crazy. I, they I, all I, are, it's nuts. You got to keep right happy because I think he's going to have an eye towards the portal. If he's only getting three touches a game. Um, let's yeah. move into the wide receivers because Malik Knowles went up over hundred yards. Love to see it. 112 yards, five receptions, average 28 long of 50. 
how good was it to see those two big plays by Malik? Uh, it was great. I mean, Malik looks excellent. That was that first pass and catch was perfect from Skyler. Oh, he put it right yes. in the bucket. Um, and it was pretty good coverage. He put it right where he needed to, where the defender had no chance. Um, and, you know, Malik definitely looks a different specimen this season. He looks a lot more physical. Um, I mean, I don't know how much weight he put on. He looks kind of much, kind of the same, but if that was like six, seven pounds that he put on, it's really making the difference. And um, I feel pretty assured every time the ball is thrown his way that he's going to go up and get it. Um, yeah, stat line was, was great. <laughs> he had like two catches for what 96 yards in the first like five minutes or something i mean Mm -hmm. that was impressive um just sucks just sucks not being it just all comes back to skyler's injury and it's fucking depressing but let's keep moving on yeah we'll we'll just like just quickly hey good for landry weber two catches 30 yards philip one is huge yeah philip brooks had that big catch and maybe will's best play staying alive hitting him uh to you know eventually set up like the game killing uh touchdown keenan garber got a catch using his decoy and jet sweeps. Eventually he's going to catch one. I, I texted you. I thought he was going to get a jet sweep, take it for six. Eventually he's going to hand it off. Taylor played, Hal played, Warner played. Um, we've talked enough about kind of Will Howard. I, I think maybe some of it has to do with the wide receivers need to get open quicker. He needs to be schemed open, but let's just see what happens in the Nevada game and we'll revisit. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, sponsored by our swag shop. Cats by 90, bringer of cats. The boys are back. All the merch over on Bosco's Boys Swag Shop. Hit us up on Twitter or check the description of this show for the link. Glenn, I thought he called a good game. The 335, I think, is here to stay. The only issue I have is I don't think Khalid Duke has a specific fit in this defense. And I think he's a great defender. So that makes me a little worried. And then also, it's hard to keep quarterback contain in those. Mm-hmm. We saw a handful of yeah. scrambles that got through. Um, cause if you can, if you can avoid the pressure up the middle, you usually have a chance to do it. Um, you know, they shut them out in the second half. Stanford scored 42 points on a top 15 USC team. And we almost shut them out. So I, 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 I want to get ready. Yeah. 42 yeah. to 28 or something like that. Damn. Yeah. Over nice. USC. So I'm going to give Klanderman a lot of credit. Um, I think, and I want to give climbing credit to switching to the three, three, five, because at least through two games, uh, versus very good offenses, very de- different defenses. And I thought that uh, they just, they've just they come to play. Let's see what happens versus Nevada. Nevada is going to be, I think, the best of those three def- or offenses. Um, but you have to love what you've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I That first half, I was kind of cursing the three-man front. But I think that just kind of came down to, and this is another thing that we will touch on, um, I'm not sure we had the linebackers for it. Um, and we didn't, you know, Daniel green, that's why Daniel green was my MVP this year, because if he goes out and uh, that linebacker, that linebacker core takes a huge step down. And we saw it yesterday. Um, there's just no quarterback contained. And if you're not getting pressure, which we did, and we did get pressure, you know, there's, you no, one there. yeah. there's no one there, no one there. So um, I like the three man front from the defensive line perspective. It seems to work, um, especially in that second half and that rotation. We've got some serious dudes that were, man, just moving the line. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, defensive line played pretty well. Um, did you touch on Felix? No, let's I just think we have jump to. It. Yeah, let's what jump a massive defensive line. Yeah. Massive tent King he Felix. Was Felix and DK. When's the last time someone had a game like that? My Five tackles, God. three sacks. 
two forced fumbles, disrupting the entire game. Seriously, I can't remember the t- a time where a defensive end like took. A, I mean, because Wyatt Hubert had some big games, and I'm I don't want to take away from that or even Jordan Willis, but it's like in massive moments he came up big in a way yeah. I don't think we've seen in a long time. Yeah, he was he was great yesterday. I mean, three I mean, sacks in a game, two of them were strip sacks. Definitely MVP type of performance. Um, and they all came at times that were like critical moments. Um, he was great. That made me really, I believe the hype now because that was a hell of a performance. Um, I hope he can keep that, that going. Uh, Timmy Horn was excellent. He clinched the game basically with the fumble recovery and that tackle um, was super disruptive. Uh, I love Timmy Horn. I think he's, he's a big pimp. Yeah. I think, some of the downside to the three-man front is you don't have him and Eli Huggins out there at the same time. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm going to trust them. The defenses look fun, but, you know, I, I want to see him out there on the field all at once. Um, I want to give credit to Boom Massey. He had two tackles. One of them was a massive tackle for a loss I thought could have been given as a sack. I, I You know, it might have been a quarterback draw. I don't know, but it, it was good to see him out there. Eli Huggins, again, disruptive. He, he was banged up a little bit, but the inside is good. Robert Hentz had two tackles, but I do want to kind of put a spotlight on him on those two drives where they got their 10 points in the second quarter. Um, he was blown off the ball a couple of times. So I, I, I acknowledge he had some okay moments, but when you have guys like Eli Huggins, when you have guys like Timmy Horn, maybe don't rotate as much. I mean, cause Hintz, yeah. I mean, he, he can't yeah. eat a double team like those two guys. I don't love, I like the rotation, but I don't. Sometimes, and we've touched on this since last season, like keep your best guys in there for the majority of snaps. Um, when you have guys like Timmy Horn, you know, you don't need to, unless he's absolutely gassed, you know, rotate him with Huggins, but you don't need to rotate that heavily. And I don't think that our pleas are going to change anything, but no. um, I'm not a huge fuck fan up of one that. of those substitutions, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love it, but um I think that's just how we're going to operate. It does keep people very fresh, um, which has, has its uh, advantages, but uh, uh, Duke, Khalid Duke with one sack. Um, my thoughts on D line as a whole. Yeah. I don't either. I don't, I don't know. Where, where does, where does he fit? Um, I don't know. Cause he was like lining up in cover. I don't, I don't know where he fits. I, yeah, I wish he was like more suited, heavier. Maybe more suited for that four man front, but. Um, but I thought the D line was great. They're, they're my second best you know yeah d-line was good um you have to basically you have to feel pretty good about the d-line as a whole after these first two games um they got some they got some monsters on that line that i think are going to be really fun and a lot of them are young so it's exciting going forward yeah let's get into linebackers daniel green four tackles in the second half i think i think he's the heart and soul of that defense at least the front like six or seven um, because mm-hmm. you could see the difference in that when he came back from that targeting suspension. Um, and then he paired up well with Cody Fletcher. He got a tackle for a loss. What is your confidence level in the linebackers when those are the two traditional <laughs> linebackers out there? When, when it's Cody got, Fletcher and Daniel Green. It's it's solid. Um, I feel like they are certainly good enough. I mean, I would like with Daniel Green out there, and I think Daniel Green's poised to have a very, very good year. I think he has taken a big He's improved leaps and bounds from my perspective. Um, he looks like he's packed on a little bit of muscle. He looks faster. His instincts are very good so far. So with Daniel Green on the field, I feel I feel fine about it. And Fletcher can kind of 
kind of build off of Daniel Green when he's out there. Without Daniel Green, I don't feel too good about it. Yeah, um, I don't rate Nick Allen Awesome very high. I don't either. And I don't really rate Wayne Jones as a linebacker hybrid type of player. See, I, I thought he was all right yesterday. But I don't think he's good enough. I mean, to so really do you want make Hennington much of a difference. Or like, do you think- <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's anyone behind Daniel Green outside of Fletcher. You know, Fletcher's clearly a, a slight cut above, I think, the rest of those guys. But I don't think there's any of them that are going to do a job. I think that it's very – yeah, that the depth of the linebacker room is very, very thin. It's basically one guy – goes down and changes everything it's not a good sign especially if we want to run a three-man front but uh those those two starters i feel pretty confident about i think that's like a b a, a b b minus on the on a good day b plus two two linebackers so i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i i i'm i think hennington and wayne jones both are like c like passing grade in that hybrid spot but Maybe not. Um, let's, well, problem is I want better than C. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you, but, but you again, know. like coming into this, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see what the Pennington did have the play of the century though. So yeah, I'll give Pennington that. did. Yeah. So that was like, insane. Hey, that was insane. Uh, let's move into the secondary. I, again, I thought it was a overall great game for them. I mean, they, uh, the, I mean, Southern Illinois threw for 441 yards or no, uh, 460 yards last week, kept them to only 176. Um, the only issue is like, I feel like that seam route was open. So is that the linebackers, is it the hybrid? Is it the safeties? I don't know who needs to own that, but the seams were open quite a bit. Probably the linebackers, I would imagine. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it is wide open and I don't like that. And it's not even like, it's not even like, a lack of pressure type of thing because that seam was typically like thrown within two seconds. The guy drops back and he's just he's and got the a seam guy was right open for Stanford too. Their quarterback yeah. just missed it. That worries me. Um, you know, going into a Big 12 play here soon and you know facing Nevada team that likes to slay the ball with a probably pro quarterback. So something to remedy, no doubt. Yep. Uh Brent's led the team in tackles. They seem to go after him the most in the passing game which I think is proof, and this is on me. I mean, I was saying Echo was going to get challenged all year. No, Echo is the top quarterback. He's taken away that entire side of the field. But Brent so good. had a good pass breakup. He he was good in coverage. Like, I, I don't want to take away from Brent. I still think Brent is a NFL caliber player. But I think because – I mean, I, I think the proof is in the pudding. People are throwing at Brent, and he's able to make plays, and he's getting tackles, and he's not giving up big plays. But I think it's just proof that Echo Boydo – Probably needs to start getting like, let's see what happens in Big Twelve play. But he he might be like a borderline All Big Twelve cornerback this year. He's so good. I mean, no one's throwing at him. It's it's truly Echo Island. Um, and I feel confident about the people behind him too. And I mean, Brent's on the other side of the field. Obviously, he's still very good. He's got length. But they did attack him quite a bit last night. I feel pretty good about Justin Gardner too. I mean. Those boundary corners are about as good as they've been in years. Probably, yeah. I'd say they're better than Duke Shelley and DJ Reed um, were. Ooh. They've got way more. Well, well Duke was just undersized. Him. Yeah, there's depth behind him. But they've got size now. I mean, they can cover in their, you know, minimum six foot. How how tall is Echo? He's like six, at least six foot. Yeah, six foot, but with like a six four wingspan. 
Yeah. So Brent's is like six five. I it's probably not six five, but I he is a tall boy. Feel very good about those boundary corners. Um I love the press coverage. They're, you know, if they're gonna get beat, they're gonna get beat. So uh I don't know, but Echo Echo is a massive pimp. He he could definitely end up being, you know, an all big twelve type of player. Yep. I agree. The sauce boss got two tackles, sincere Mason got a tackle. Um, so good from for some of those guys on the periphery. Um, not a not a ton of snaps for Ross Elder, which is good from my perspective. Did get a pass breakup on the final drive, got a tackle. So I think what we like the amount of snaps we saw from Ross Elder is what we need. Um, Russ Yeast got a pass breakup. Um, you know, he was flying around out there. Um, J Mac, five tackles, one sack that came up big after a face mask penalty, very timely. And also, I think he faked an injury while SIU was driving. Uh, to make sure we could sub and get a little bit of rest. Uh, I was is... definitely worried because his helmet came off mid-play, and I was like, Jesus Christ, did he just crack his skull open? No, I, no I, he was just chilling. Yeah, he. I, I think he's just a smart guy. So I'm, I'm very high on our secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kept them to only 176 passing yards. I think 43 of them happened on that final drive. They did 460 the week before. But the real question is, are they going to be up for the task versus Nevada? Nevada played a bad <sighs> Idaho State team, but they scored 49 points, 441 yards. They have a future NFL quarterback and wide receiver. Just just two sentences. Where's your confidence level in the secondary going into that game? Because we're going to need them to come up big again. My confidence in the secondary is high. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're obviously going to be tested. It's going to be you know, the toughest test so far this season for the secondary, and they're going to have to put up, no doubt about it. But, you know, they're going to be attacked constantly. Unfortunately, I think this is just probably a game where we're going to need to score some points, and I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to happen. I think, you know, Nevada might put up points on anyone. Um, It's just can we keep them out of the end zone just enough times um, and score more than they can, which I don't have a lot of faith. But I wanted to to mention – um, the wasp TJ Smith oh, yeah. is I, I didn't, a lot, I, like a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Yes. I mean, he looks very, very good. Um, didn't lose a step in terms of speed and he looks a lot bigger, a lot stronger than he was last season. Um, he's in the right position, right position more often than not. And I love the energy that he plays with. Um, you know, he is, he's one of those guys that's spearheading the mob sign. I mean, he absolutely, Okay, Loves can they the still throw mentality. it up next week? Can they throw it up going into Nevada? They're going to keep throwing it up. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I don't it. care. I, I mean, this is clearly like – If you were keeper of the sign, if you were keeper of the sign, would you allow them to I mean, use it Let's be honest, week? dude. Let's be honest. There hasn't been a lynch mob-esque uh, okay. that, defense that's since dead, though. Snyder 1.0. Here's the thing. That's never going to happen in today's right. college football. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I – I, I, like I, mean, it. Like, I like it. It's giving them. It swagger. happens at like Alabama. Like Alabama it's is better like, than the like wildcat hand signs. I'm all for. I like it. I'm fine with it. Um, if that's you know the, you know that's the mantra. That's yeah. the DNA that um, you know that's that's the mentality that our our defense. The, what is the word I'm looking for? The persona. Identity. Identity. Thank you, Jesus. That's the identity that our you know. Our defense is striving to be as a whole. It is what it is. And you know what? They looked they looked lynch mob in the second half. They pitched a shutout. They were dominant in the trenches. Um, 
and they did what they had to do and they were they're swaggy about it that's what i like you know it's they do have a lot of the minch mob is a lot of, a lot of the minch mob is about just pure swagger so um this is a hard-hitting fun defense so i i mean who's who's to say that i can i thought sincere Mason was getting, on his on his one tackle i thought he was gonna get tossed for targeting i'm glad he didn't that was he, a like perfect tackle he went right for the ball i mean that was a, a very good play for the the back, to hang yeah, on to that it, yeah. or whoever caught it but um i mean yeah he came in like a missile hit him right where he needed to right on the ball and he kept it that was a yeah i think him and tj play, are going to be our starting safeties next uh year so let's talk All special <clears throat> let's talk special teams real quick kicking kickoff zentner seems to be an automatic touchback on kickoffs which is good love that let's just every time every time every time i'll i'll listen to like maybe like a pooch try to like do something crazy a couple times but I mean, no, I mean, it's worked for us. I mean, yeah. so, but, but again, I like that. He's, but if you can kick it out of the end zone, do yeah, it. Like, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, maybe, I don't know. Winkle four for four on extra points, but really pushed one of them had a perfect 34 yarder. Then he pushed and missed that 24 yard. Pad. That was like, that oh, was like a moment where I was, was like, I was like, we're, we're definitely losing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, we are fucked. This is one of those nights. And he's a true freshman. He's from the Kansas City area. I think he has the potential because, again, he's starting to kick as a true freshman. He has the potential to be an all-time kicker for us because you're starting so young. But here's the thing. When it's a young kicker, mm-hmm. he needs to bounce back mentally. Where's your confidence in him that he's going to be able to do that? Because he has a stroke. You can see he has the talent now. Can he confidence. make sure he's fine between the between the ears? My confidence is to be determined because he's only got, you know, it's hard to really feel confident in any kicker um, when That's he's only had Blake Lynch when he only had three kicks. Yeah, and even Blake started off last season with a couple of misses. That's true. Good and, point. Good point. You know, it's just I don't know yet. I think it's just to be determined. You know, the jury's still out. Um, so far, so good obviously pushed that one pretty poorly and that was kind of a chip shot so game was and that was you know the game was on a nice edge at that time and he we really needed to that for a little bit of security and he missed which is a little worrying um and then his second extra point was or his extra point after that was like a line drive low kick so we'll see how he bounces back next next week um great kick uh into the wind first that 34-yard field goal, yeah. Or second half, whenever that was, great kick um, with some legitimately tough wind and also, you know, a great kick in Jerry World uh, right down the middle. So he's obviously got a good stroke. He's young. I, I never feel confident confident in really any kicker. I mean, outside of like Matt McCrane, you know, even – and Lynch was obviously very reliable, but we can tell he's always seemed to slip up when we needed to – when we needed him in big moments – even Lynch has missed here and there. McCrane was an absolute like automatic, it seemed, but it's still wild to me that he never got a, a real kicker. shot in the NFL. I know he's same I mean, with he ankle, from, but what hit from 60 yards. Like yeah, he's it, got a hell of a leg. And every time I saw him kick in the NFL, he made it. It's perfect. Yeah. So I don't really understand that logic either, Neither but I. Um, I never really feel confident in the kicker. It's a kicker. How can you, it's a college kicker. How can you feel super confident? But you know, so far, Winkle looks pretty good. Um, yep. So I'll give him I'll give him more credit. Yep. Return game. Uh, didn't bust <laughs> one, which was a little disappointing. I think Brooks is very scared to field uh, end-over-end punt, mm-hmm. which whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Malik could have taken one to six on his kick return. 
he went the wrong way. He should have just followed Brooks. It would have been a touchdown. But, you know. It Brooks was, was close on a kick, too. Um, yeah. He got up to the 35 and was very close to busting that seam. Um, We're going to get one soon. I think, Brooks is a, I think Brooks is a really good returner. I, I, I feel like it could happen every time he touches it. He's, he's got good vision, and he doesn't quite have, like, the speed, but he's shifty. His vision is pretty good. And, hey, it's really all about blocking. I mean, it is true. Create the lanes. You have to see, you have to find the hole. You have to hit it. And then you have to have the acceleration. But um, I I think we're going to get one versus Nevada. That's a far out prediction. Um, Punting. thought Zentner was really good in his two. Uh, The first one should have been down inside the five. Uh, It just squirted past Porter. And then he did down one inside the 10 in his other punt. So I'm pleased with him. Uh, Do you got anything on Zentner as a punter before he graded the keys to be? No, thought he was good. He's good. All right. Um, grading the four keys of V again, Spotify green room. There are sponsors. Come join us every Wednesday, 7 PM. We'll uh, put a bow on the Southern Illinois game and we'll start talking Nevada. Um, first key to V it was yours. It was play clean football. I know what my grade's going to be for this, but what, what's yours? Well, initially this was more geared towards like penalties, but as a whole, looking back on this game, we weren't super clean in that second quarter. Um, very sloppy, taking care of the ball. And that basically put the game on a nice edge for the rest of the night. So I'll give it a passing grade because we played overall pretty disciplined, five penalties for 40 yards. Is that what it was? Yep. You said you'd take that every night. I agree. And not a lot of them were like timely backbreakers, drive killers. Maybe one was a holding penalty that put us early way behind the line of scrimmage, which you can't do that, especially with Mm -hmm. WH under center. Um, so I'll give it a passing grade, but barely C minus for me. Yeah, I'm going D. I, I know when we talked about this, you're mainly talking about the penalties, but when you have mm-hmm. four turnovers, not going to give that a passing grade. Um, speaking of not a passing grade, my first key to V was answer the questions in the passing game. Um, I think we would have gotten there. Skyler wouldn't have gotten hurt, but even though that interception was really bad, but then you have Will Howard come in, it's like a straight up fucking F. Easily an F. At this point in time, we have more questions in the passing game than maybe ever. than we have ever fucking had. Like ever. I, yeah. Yeah. At least we, we didn't have... run. How many passing, how many passing plays did we run in the entire yeah, second half? Not a lot. I really think it was less than, I mean, over under seven. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta be more than that. But so, I mean, we Will went Howard entire threw the ball drive. 17 times, and at yeah. least five of them was in the first half. So maybe 12, 12 or less. Oh, my God. Ooh. Okay. So a QBR 10.3. Yeah, it's an F for me, obviously. Uh, number three, let the mob be the mob. I'll give it a B, a B plus. Um, I think that's a fair grade. First half, tough. Um, mob was put in some, some really tough positions. And, you know, really, they only gave up. 17 points how did they uh, get to 23 miss uh they had that swinging gate two-point conversion shit show that honestly that. It, it could have been returned for two it was a stupid little i think Morris brown could have taken that two-point mm. conversion back for two oh points. yeah they didn't yeah, yeah. they did not convert a two-point conversion. yeah it was like a swinging gate type play on their first touchdown so the the defense only gave up nine points because yes. they uh the turnovers 
uh, they kick their field goals on that or extra points on that. So defense gives up nine points, pitched a shutout in the second half when I'm giving you know, I'm we, giving it B plus. B plus. That's what I gave it. B plus. So yeah. A minus. Um, I'm giving an A minus. All right. I'll give it an A minus too, bitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, pitched a shutout in the entire second half. And, you know, we were down going in the second half, not getting the ball back. So pretty big night, pretty big night for the defense. They stepped up in a big way. Yeah, my final one was making it early night for the stars. F again, straight up. Salute F. F. God, it's Didn't so funny. Get it's like the backups in. I desperately was like, I want to see Will Howard play so bad, but not like this. No. Uh, our uh, post game ask Bos- Bosco questions are brought to you by the University of Memphis Athletics. Why doesn't the Big Twelve want us? Why doesn't anybody want us? Memphis Athletics. Honestly, we've touched on all of these. Really, um, we had a lot of questions. They're not as fun after a game like this, so we're not really going to touch on a lot of them. Uh, the, the only one I think we haven't really touched on, because we talked about quarterback coach. Um, we talked about how I think we both were most pleased with the defensive line outside of running backs. Um, do you think the defense is good enough to carry us to a bowl game if Skyler isn't going to uh, be around? And do you think this is the best defense we've had since 2012? I'm saying, yes, best defense since 2012. But if you're telling me Skyler Thompson – isn't coming back, which we, we think he's going to. We think he's going to come back anywhere between two to five, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we get to six wins if Skyler doesn't come back. I think we do. Um, and that's, you well, know, if we you... beat Nevada, time out. If we beat Nevada, yes. We've got two. We got two now. Nevada's going to be tough. But I think, the Big, 12, I think the Big 12 is weak. I really do. Um, I think we did, um, you know, we beat TCU on the road last year with literally just a defensive performance. That's true. I, it's, I think that, you know, the defense will be able to perform and save our ass to one to two games this year. That'll give us a chance to, to steal a couple. Um, God damn it. This is depressing, but, um, we're definitely going to beat KU. I mean, I would say most likely we'll be KU. I think tech will be tougher than we think. Um, I mean, they just, just because, barely beat Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, I didn't see that actually, so maybe not. But you know, Tech will be there for the taking. But you know, they're due to beat us, and we're going to Lubbock. We will see. But we're two games ahead of schedule, so that means we've got four games to win. If you think that the gimmies are KU and Tech, then where's that put? And I mean, Oklahoma State looks awful. Oh, Baylor's awful. bad. Baylor's, Baylor's bad. awful in Manhattan. TCU does not look very good. They came back and won to their credit, but they don't look good. Um, God, Texas got absolutely rubbed last night. We'd be going back to Arlington. Uh, let's move I really on. Think let's let's do the game balls, like, please. Favorites <laughs> like <sighs> with OU, but I agree. Yeah. Let's let's hop into the game yeah. balls. It yeah. sucks ass. Are we not answering questions? Or are we going to do that later? Well, no. I mean, I put them in there, but we've touched on all these. Do we need to make a change of quarterback coach? Okay. I think no, so. You're probably no. We both think the defensive line from Ace Edwards was the best group outside of the running backs. I would say I'm open to change at any yeah. position. I mean, coach. We, we touched on all these. Like, but, but just like, shout out to everyone who asked questions. There were a lot of bad ones, though, because it wasn't <laughs> a fun game. It wasn't a fun game. All right, let's just get into game balls. Um we both have two game balls, offense, defense. You can substitute a special team, and then we have a special award swagger sticker at the end. 
I put mine in here mainly because I wanted to take the easy one on defense, but we're going to start with offense. Who are giving your game ball? I, I left an easy one, I think, for that. My game ball goes to Deuce. Um, 26 carries. Deuce is our knight in shining armor at this point. I mean, he can carry this team. He's proven that more than he did last year even. Um, and luckily, you know, we've got a couple other weapons around him that can open it up for him. Um, but Deuce, you know, we just gave him the fucking ball. And he just – he did it. He did the damn thing. And he can go up the middle. Like, it's crazy. Like, he can legit run between the tackles and get five yards because he's so small. Like, he can stop on a dime and just jump three yards in, like – no time at all. Nobody can see him. So he's just got really, really good vision. And he's tougher than he's given credit for. He's tough to bring down. So mine goes to Deuce. I love the man. My first one's going to Cooper Beebe. I think he played very well, and we're going to need him to continue to be elite, um, especially since, you know, it's going to be all on the off, not all on the offensive line shoulder, but a lot more of it's going to be on their shoulder for the next few weeks. So Cooper Beebe's getting my game ball number one. Who's getting your uh, second game ball? I'll give my second game ball and my, my defensive game ball. I'll give it to Clandy. Um, you know, I thought Clanderman coached a really good game and, you know, put in a very tough position, basically like the game is on you at this point. Um, had to pitch a shutout in the second half and they did. Thought he called a lot of the right plays. And, you know, after a couple of drives from SIU in the second half, I just kind of felt like they're not going to score. They are not going to score. So I felt like, it really was – I had a tweet last night <laughs> that we had the lead. When we had the lead and the ball, I felt less assured than when we did not have the ball, which is, like, a very bad sign. But thought Klanderman was excellent last night, and, you know, that's two games in a row where he's coached a pretty solid game. So, Clandy. Yep, mine is going to King Felix Indique. I can't remember the last time we saw a game that dominant. Um, just a great game from King Felix. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do versus Nevada because I think he's going to need to dial up a few more uh, strip sacks. Um, who's getting your swag sticker? I'm giving it to the Wasp. TJ plays with so much energy. I, he's one of my favorite freshmen we've had in a long time. Um, I love that he's number seven too. He just – I think he is going to be like a legit – when it's all said and done, I think he he could play himself into an all-big 12 type of player too. Um, I think you're right. You know, he's he's got more talent than I ever accounted for. And, you know, he's young, but he played a ton of snaps last night, and he's already a big part of this offense. And, uh, you know, he looks the part. And he just plays with, he plays with so much swag, and I love it. Yep, mine is going to Taylor Pratt. <laughs> um, the captains carried out a jersey honoring G-Man. Um, for those of you who don't, don't know, G-Man was a high schooler who was battling – uh, a lot of stuff over the last few years, sadly passed away. Um, he, he was, he did a ceremonial signing day. He was very close to Taylor, Brad, Skylar Thompson, coach Kleiman, coach Kleiman touched on it on him a few times. Um, just very close to the team. G-Man was a special guy. And then Taylor Brat put on that Jersey and rocked it the entire game, just heartwarming uh, family go, or my heart goes out to family, um, to the K-State family. And, you know, Taylor Brat's, one of the greatest dudes in the world. So seeing him rock that Jersey all game uh, really touched me. So he gets my swagger yeah. sticker and Taylor Bratt's a good dude. Skylar Thompson, great dude. Just what K-State football means to so many people just is exemplified right there. And uh, it was good to see. It was good to see. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So um, go ahead. I, <laughs> I just didn't, don't really have much else to say. Um, so that's all I have. You know, we got to win. We got to win. Um, Iowa State lost. 
got to laugh at them. Texas lost, got to laugh at them. Stanford's great, beat the shit out of them. I mean, you know, there, there is a dark cloud, but hey, just regroup cat fans. They're gonna they're the, the boys are gonna need us on Saturday. So get yeah. out there, make some noise back, and let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna I make a vow to stop being a dick about Will on the timeline. Uh, we don't need that energy. He's just a kid. He's doing his best. Um, so I'm going to back Will Howard. He's going to roll the wolf pack. Um, we just got to regroup. We got to regroup. We'll game plan with Will. Skyler's going to be back soon. I have faith. It's going to be okay. We just got to get through. We just got to find a way. We just got to find a way to win. Survive so, in advance until Skyler survive. comes. It does survive. not matter how it happens. Just literally doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was huge. That was huge just to get out of there last night with the W and, and regroup. And we did. And, um, now we look forward. Now we can finally, I, I give everyone permission to, to be afraid of Nevada because <laughs> it's time. Yeah, but, it is um, time. Regroup boys. We're two now. Two now. Two now. Better than one and one. Yes. Better than one and one. Um, I will be back to the bill next week. I got two free tickets. Section four, boom. There you go. Folks, we love you. Get yourself in there. We're going to need it. We're going to need all the noise we can get. Cats are 2-0. Meet me at the Cat Head. It's time to get set for the Cat Attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you wanna be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Podcast Network.